Welcome to the Two Mutts Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. <laughs> Rick White, here's Radulov with a kiss. Scores! One timer, scores! Perry scores! Corey Perry! Here's Drysdale again, turns, shoots, scores! Austin Matthews in shoots, Austin Matthews! Schultz ahead, Crosby onside, behind the fence towards the net, he scores! Back across, fired, score! Crosby again! Tames with a shot, he scores! Tames shoves it front, they score! Jonathan Tames ties it! Look at that! Are you watching this? What a brilliant piece of work from Connor McDavid! Wow. Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast, presented by Shattified Salon and Barbershop. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. We have former NHL president, general manager, and head coach, Doug McLean back with us mac how's it going good good that's good how are daylight you? saving time is tough yeah it, a couple it of, takes a couple of days to adjust yeah no don't worry it screwed me up this morning too and uh to get this recording done i kind of i screwed up too so don't worry it's uh whenever we got her done we're here so it does take a few days to get adjusted to hopefully they'll change that at some point i know a lot of people are complaining about <laughs> it but it's another thing people can complain on social media about, right? So well, it really throws me off because I mean, yeah, I play golf at seven o'clock on Sundays and Wednesday mornings. Well, yeah. it was it was too dark. We had to turn it to seven thirty yesterday till sunlight. Yeah, know? so it really screwed up my day yesterday with my tea times. You yeah, know? well, serious stuff. Serious yeah, stuff. <laughs> those are big things we're, uh, we got to we got to take care of, right? So we can't have no, these things exactly. happening. So. Exactly. Uh, how is your golf game, by the way? Are you which what's the best round you've ever shot? You know, I was a, I never really played a whole lot of golf. And then when I retired, I got into it. And I, my first time I went to play with the guys, I was a 27 handicap. Now I was nineties. Now, now I'm 14 and I'm consistently in the eighties pretty well. So, you know, I mean, I'm still not a very good golfer, but I enjoy it. And I got, you know, it's, what's the best thing about golf is I play with three guys and we play every Sunday and Wednesday. Yeah. You know, we we have a little bit of small, small uh, wagering, and uh, we one guy's a former NFL referee, a couple guys are car guy, former car guy, car executive. So we have a ball. It's just a great, it's just a great, uh, you know, way to start off a couple of days. You know, so I'm having fun with it. You know? That's good. I'm still no damn good, but at least I can play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm still no good. As I as I said to them yesterday when I was leaving, I said, "Look, boys." I, I won $18 today. That means I'm on my way to get either a nice omelet, some bacon, some sausage, and I'd really appreciate the hash browns that you guys parent paying for it. That's that's essentially what I'm doing, guys. Yeah. So I pre I appreciate the $18. <laughs> nice. yeah. And 20 cents, so, right? So exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right on. So uh, I guess, uh, you know, it's good to have you back. I always appreciate you joining us. It means a lot. Um, and we'll jump right into things here. It's, uh, you know, we're going to kind of ring it back a bit. And uh, we're going to go like like uh, Roger Sportsnet Central here, where, uh, or, or uh, Hockey Central at noon, where we talk about the Leafs. So get a good job. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. so, Thank God. Uh, Thank God I'm not doing that show anymore. I. The, the Leafs would have had me fired by now if I was still doing Hockey Central at noon. There's no doubt about that. Shanahan uh, would have been phoning the president of Rogers to get me removed. Yeah, yeah. You, you, if you watched the game yesterday, he he didn't look too uh, too happy in the, that shot with Kyle Dubas there. But uh, I I get and we got free reign here. We could say whatever. You ain't gonna get fired on this one. <laughs> but. Uh, um, no, and I'm a Leaf fan, so this one's a little bit close to home, I guess. And you know, trying to uh, not be look, as biased, but it's 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 not I'll good. Be, right? yeah. Because of you, <laughs> you with Millard and Kiprios, it would be wide open. But because I know your affection for the Leafs, I will I will be just averagely critical of them. <laughs> no, I, want I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your day. No, no, it's already ruined with uh, them losing already. It's it's crazy right now. And then Matthews is going to get suspended here. But I guess we'll jump with the first thing with Matthews. Uh, he has a hearing today, uh, later probably this afternoon. But uh, my guess is two games, Mac. I don't know where you stand on that. How much you saw of it, and and what yeah. you're, yeah. 
like it. I, I, I know, look, the guy, the guy gets a ton of attention because he's so darn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, and you know what? It, it's going to get worse at playoff time. I mean, if you're coaching against Matthews, you have got to do everything within the legal bounds of the game to get this guy off his game because he is the driver of this hockey team. He and Marner have driven this team for months. Really, they have. And, oh, yeah. and full marks to him. So, you're, you know, for a guy like Austin Matthews, who we don't see the frustration very often, it's, it, it boiled over. I didn't like it. You never like a cross check to the neck, head area. I think he gets – they're going to give him the least they can possibly give him within the bounds of their criteria. Yeah, because he's because he's never done anything like this before. I mean, does he get a game or two? I think that's probably what it is. You know, for me, with a guy that is takes the punishment he takes, uh, I don't know if that comes into play. It probably doesn't. He, I would give him a game, uh, but he might get two. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I didn't like it either. Um, you know, on that uh, tweet that NHL player safety had tweeted out, there were some interesting trends on the bottom there. If you get caught down a rabbit hole, you can check it out. But it's, uh, you know, there's quite a few uh, incidents that are only fine worthy um, that are also pretty bad. Right. But, you know, I don't know, like, if, you know. And then maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a fine because it's, he's a first time offender. Maybe yeah. it is. It's just, yeah. it's just when it's a stick to that area. Yeah, they don't like that. No, they don't. They don't. And uh, Nima Linen for the Oilers had one earlier this year, and he got he just got a fine. I think it was a Dubois he got in the face. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it typically usually when they hand out the fine, they just say here's the fines. I don't know in history when the NHL player safety tweets out saying that the player is a hit has a hearing. It right. usually follows up with a fine. It usually follows up with a one or two or five games. And that's and that's what bothered me when yeah. I saw the fact that they were. I saw Chris Johnston tweeted last night about the hearing that that made me a little nervous that yeah. he's going to get something yeah so, exactly. we'll see yeah we'll and see. you know what does it come into play that it's on such a big stage it's on tnt yeah tv in canada i mean it, you know does it does it does the nhl take that into consideration yeah yeah they they, yeah. they, they, would, they wouldn't like it especially no. when he's the be the best player in the game right now or the top two or three best players in the game in yeah. the world yeah and maybe at the end of the day for him this might create him some more space but i don't know if that's really going to because again like you you pointed out in the playoffs this he's going to be you know pushed and and now that you've maybe seen something maybe they call it a weakness or not if we push him that he might go over the edge i don't know like it's yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens it's uh i, I not, don't i don't see i don't see that with austin because yeah. This guy's been pushed and prodded since he was six years of age. Yeah. And and he's been the best player in every team he's been on forever. I, I don't see it really affecting him long term. I'll tell you what it might do. There's two things I'm a little – say he gets a couple of games. First of all, I said he's the driver of the team. They can't afford to lose him for no. a couple of games. I, I, and especially with Boston two points behind them yeah. in the wild card spot. This This is – this is critical, a critical 20-game stretch for this hockey team. And, you know, a couple of games, yeah, maybe the guys will step up. Sometimes they do. But uh, this is getting to a critical point when you see the Boston Bruins two points behind them Yeah, for, a, they, for the wild card. And they had a good gap on the Bruins, too, and they've come on, obviously. You know, two mm. came back, and then, yeah, two right. is gone. But they, they, it's, you know, Tampa's – you know, they're there too, but there was a big win for right. them last night. But, you know, we know Tampa's going to – we're not going to have to worry about them. They'll be them and yeah. they'll do their things. Yeah. But it's Toronto, and I guess we'll just turn it to the goaltending situation. Like, this is – is like, it's bad right now. Um, you know, I don't know – last night's game, it was – you know, there's some lucky goals going on. But how concerned are you going forward, you know, for the Leafs, uh, you know, into this 20-game stretch and then into the playoffs. They're obviously going to make the playoffs the way that the things are work, working out, out out east, but it's yeah. uh, where they finish and who they play in the first round is is, is big. But right now, I'm cons- as a Leaf fan or in the media side of it, I would be concerned for them. It, it, this trend, they've only had one month out of all the months right now with a, with a save percentage of over 900. It's crazy that they're a top-six team in the NHL with – 
below with an eight, you know, I think it was like an eight ninety save yeah. percentage. It, it's just not good. So where do you stand? Well, well, I'll tell you where I stand on it. I, I watched Jack Campbell for years and I, when I saw them pick him up, I thought, okay, you know, Dubas knows him. It's a reasonable backup pickup. I saw him as a backup pickup strictly, you know, I never envisioned that Freddie Anderson, who was much maligned, would move on and Jack Campbell with zero NHL experience in the playoffs would become their number one goaltender. I never envisioned that. I, I probably should have, but I even thought if Freddie went, they would acquire a number one goaltender, yeah. not Jack Campbell, who with, with a, a fairly lengthy career and no playoff success whatsoever and limited regular season success, to be quite honest. So then Jack comes in and plays pretty well. And great start to the season. But we still have to go back and say, how much playoff experience has he got for a contender, for a team that believes they're a contender? You're never a contender in the NHL unless you typically have great goaltending. Correct. So Jack does a great job. I'm on Kiprio's show and Bourne. And they're talking about a $6 million deal for him. I said, are you guys serious? Like, are you really serious that that's what this is going to take to keep Jack Campbell? Yeah, he was on a roll. He was playing great. But I'm not sure if he can handle it. You know, he, he's hard on himself. He's very hard. I don't mean he has. I mean, he's just hard on himself. Yeah, and and you can, we can hear that in the media, right? So Right. You yeah. can hear it in the media. You start to hear, you know. So – then that's fine. Jack start has a great start and he's really good. And I'm feeling okay, Jack Campbell. Hey, maybe Dubas is is got it right here. He had him in Sault Ste. Marie. We always love the guys we used to have. Then they signed Morassic. 3.9 million. I'm thinking, okay, why don't I like this signing? Because I've never been a fan of Morassic. I know he had a couple of runs. I get it. Yep. I get it. He had a couple of runs in Detroit, in in Carolina. Reasonable runs, but I was never a huge fan of Morassic. And I'm thinking, okay, I, I still don't like it. I still don't like the goaltender. And then with a thin blue line, after Morgan Riley, Brody, you're nervous. Muzzin's been good. Yeah, You're still a little nervous of the back end. Still nervous of the back end. Okay. And you their forward group they absolutely love their forward group except now the second line yeah Tavares has disappeared where the hell is john Tavares? what is going on where's this guy going to be down towards the end of this career at 11 million bucks a year when he's having a hard time getting he's he's not driving anything right now no so that makes me nervous so i i they've got some issues right now that hopefully get resolved in the next 20 games. They could play Tampa in the first round. They could play Ford in the first round. They could play whoever in the first round and beat them. But they could also lose easily in the first round. Oh, 100%. And, and as you said. And and, and if that happens, it's going to be ugly. It is. It, it is. And, you know, that line bunting Matthews and Marner can only take you so far. You know, you, you need to have more than just one line. And we all know this. Anyone that listened to this knows that. Um, you know, it's the NHL. It's tough. Tavares, you look at his stats, okay, he's somewhat of a point-per-game player, but it's just not there. Like, like he's having a tough time skating. He's getting a tough, tough time getting into those offensive zones. One week he's on with Nylander. The next week Nylander's not on his line. Like, you know, and, and Nylander needs to be better too. You know, Kerfoot's been pretty good for what he's given, but he's been sprinkled throughout the lineup too. You know, and, and you know, I don't think they've gotten much in great production, some out of the out of the bottom six. You know, Spezza was going on a run there for a bit, but Simmons needs to give them more. Uh, he hasn't given them a lot right now, even in the toughness department at times. I don't know what's going on there, if he's hurt or whatnot. But the concerning part for me comes back to the goaltending again. Last year, we saw the same thing with Freddie Anderson. Where he was hurt, yeah. they let him play when he was hurt. And then they let him play, and then it finally got to a point where Freddie couldn't play no more. And then that divided that him with the organization. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen with Campbell, but I don't like the fact that they let Campbell play knowing that he had this rib injury. Because Riley talked about it. He said, he, he told you, I talked to him this morning. He's had this for a while. So he would have had, in my opinion, 
had to let like Steve Briere and that organization know, which is weird because the Maple Leafs got this bus of players and then they got this other bus that follows them. It, they got a, they got staff guys for everything. They got like guys are just made to make energy drinks. There's like seven guys to make a freaking energy drink already for for crying out loud with this team. So their their analytics to what they do and everything it's just it's concerning. So I, and I don't know. They got a week a week from today is the trade deadline. I don't know. There's a lot of rumors now with Flurry. Does Flurry make sense to come to Toronto for you, Mac? Well, you know, I mean, he's, he, I guess he's by far their best option. I mean, we look back at Fleury's playoff success. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal in the first year in Vegas. And then since that, it's not been great. I mean, in Vegas, we saw what happened in the San Jose series in the second year after the great run where, I mean, they scored five goals in five minutes on him, you know, in the middle of the net. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, he's been good. He's been a, he's been a wonderful athlete and he's their best option, I think by a country mile, but how do they make this work? I mean, yeah. you know, that, that's their, that's their challenge. And for them to have to spend that kind of, I know the cap doesn't count in the playoffs, but to spend this kind of money to, to make, to make this work without fixing their blue line. I mean, we haven't even talked about the makeup of their third line, which everybody raves about. Everybody raves about Comp and Case and all Cass and all these guys. I'm thinking, are they really playoff type guys? Yeah. And you hit Nylander. He has not been great. He's in and out, which is scary. Tavares in and out, which is frightening. Kerfoot to me is really a third line guy, but he's been one of their better performers all year. Yeah. You know, he's been pretty consistent. So, you know, their goaltending is a major issue. And now they're in, Morassic's got it in his head. I feel for him. I mean, he, Morassic should be a very good backup, but not what he is right now. That's the scary part. Yeah. Morassic is fine as a backup. I hate the 3 9 for a backup, but, uh, you know, I mean, they got a lot of holes that they got to be concerned about right now. And a gold ending is one, defense is two, and and who drives this bus other than Matthews and Marner? That's that's the scary part. So yeah. they got to get it going. So yeah, yeah they, they, you know, does does Flurry wave to move, come to Toronto? Does he want to deal with that? If he comes, is he going to force him into a a long term deal? Is he going to say, I'll come to Toronto, but I want two more years at seven? Yeah. I mean, is that, then they're in a real, then they're really in a hurt. Yeah. You know? There's real crunch. As to where sure. they go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's the challenge. Yeah. You know, and every, anytime Jake Muzzin's out of lineup, you can really see the, the inconsistency in the, in the lack of depth in, in the blue line, you know, like, uh, like, no disrespect to Timothy Lilligren, but he's not a, he's like, he's getting, he's over his head right now. He's p- paired with, but- Morgan Riley on that right side on that first pairing. Go ahead, Mac. It all, it, look, it all comes back. It all comes back to the signing of the four guys yes. at the dollars they signed. It has put such a strain on every other aspect of this organization. It comes back to that from for three, four, five years. And here's the scary part. If they don't get this fixed, is an unrestricted free agent. They only he and Marner only what was it five year deal he signed. Matthews. Yeah, f- five. For that Matthews. is yeah five for Matthews. Six. six for Marner. Yeah, you're right. Marner, and that's frightening because those years are starting to run out. Yes, the runway right. is getting short, and all of a sudden, where does it go then? Yeah, and then you're Nylander so, too at the same time. Matthews. That's right. Yeah, so. that's right. So you know, there the, the runway is sort of short up. So. That's why it's so critical. And I don't know if there's another team in the league in the same shape. I mean, I don't know if there is. Tampa's up against it always, but they're but they're deep. They're Al you know, you look does, at that. Yeah, Almer right. has done such a great job with that organization on finding players and even some of the veterans that have come in, the Maroons, the Corey Perry's have done a great job here right. Pierre uh, Edward Belmar too. It's just yeah. no but yeah, it, it, you're right. It's uh you know, I think they're missing Zach Bogosian too. He's played pretty good for the Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. this year. That's yeah. another guy I think they've lost. But you know, I don't blame him going back to Tampa. Get got a two year deal. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah it's a it, it is concerning, and I don't know if Kyle Dubas will su- survive another summer if this team doesn't uh, make it past the first round too. And I hate to talk well, about that, but I just at the end of the day, you know, 
I was really upset that they let Lou Lamorello go. In my opinion, I, 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 you know, you've worked with you've worked with Lou along your career in the NHL, and and you know him better than anyone. Um, but I think this guy's brilliant, and I don't think Lou would have caved in the way Dubis did on these contracts. That's my opinion. I could be wrong, but it's just like they. they um, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. They, they, be, meaning Shanahan and the board, absolutely love Kyle Dubis. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Dubas is a good is a good person. He's a good person. He's a good humanitarian, and I, I have always liked Kyle. The heat on Shanahan and him, if they lose early, will be over the top. Yeah, they have got to at least win a round. Now, I don't know. I never would ever say that somebody will be fired or should be fired because I've been in that position, and you hate like. Yeah. But all I can know is that they love this guy yeah. and they love Brendan. So, you know what? I don't you know, I, I hope I hope they can find a way win around to beat a Florida, to beat a Tampa. It won't be easy. No, I'll tell you that. Yeah, definitely won't. It definitely won't. So uh, we'll switch gears. But but yeah. they're, they are capable of it. Yes, they are. Capable yeah, of it, yeah you know? they are. They are. They, and you know what? And I said it earlier this year, I thought this is the best team they've had in 20 years of me being, you know, like the diehard fan, you know, but that was, you know, with the parameters of what things were, when things were going good and, you know, understand you have adversities throughout the year. Go ahead, Mac. In fairness to you, in fairness to you, you've had it as tough as anybody because you've got the Leafs and you've got the Oilers. Yes. Yeah. So it hasn't been an easy run 20 year run for you. No, it really 30, hasn't. I'm 37. I, I feel I, like I'm 57. So I feel, I feel, so you've got to just let it go. You've got to <laughs> let it go yeah. and enjoy the game. Yeah. You know, and, you got to take my philosophy in life on now, except I'm a lot older than you. Yeah. You've got to just let it go. Yeah. You, know? you know, it's interesting you say it because, a couple of people were blowing my phone up yesterday after they lost. Oh, Buffalo 5-2 loss. And I'm like, you know what? And I was pretty, like, nice after. Like, man, you're taking it pretty well. I'm like, man, it's this, the same song like that. I've seen it before. So, at the end of the day, they, they, don't know who, they don't know who I am. They don't know I'm a fan or whatever. Like, I don't have no bearing on the out- outcome of the game. But you know, I, it, it's a game for me. But it's their real life, which I understand. But, um, yeah. It, it, you know. I, re- I remember when I was 10 years of age and uh, – Jim Clark, who's the director of pro scouting for Ottawa and was assistant GM in Columbus, we met in second grade. In, uh, and he and I, every day, were walking to school. He was a huge Habs fan. I was a big Leafs fan. And they almost got the viciousness between the two of us at 10 years of age, from 10 to 15, about the Habs and the Leafs. You know, that's how, yeah. that's how intense it was. And you know, I remember getting an autographed stick of the Leafs 67 team from Punch Imlac. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, how great. This is the greatest thing that could ever happen to an individual. Punch Imlac happened to be in my father's restaurant one time and he sent me an autographed stick. And I can still remember seeing these perfect autographs on this Northland hockey stick that I eventually used for road hockey. Like, how dumb was I? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Uh, We'll switch gears out west. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights, they're struggling. Uh, Under Jack Eichel, I believe they think I saw a 4-8-2 is their record with Jack Eichel. Earlier this this year when you were on with us, uh, you know, we kind of questioned that signing and, you know, what has Jack done in his career? You know, and he did the ultimate heel turn, and as you would call in the wrestling terms of, Said said all the right things going into Buffalo, but after the game, he just switched uh, switched gears and went went against the fans there with his comments after the game. But uh, they're not doing so good right now. Uh, Chandler Stevenson kind of called everyone out last night after the game. Um, you know, lost to to a good team, I, like a team that we like. I have a soft spot for in the in the Columbus Blue Jackets yesterday. But uh, you know, thoughts on the Golden Knights? Obviously, goaltending situations out. Pat, like the you know, Laner not in and. You know, Patch Reddy looked like he's fighting it. Stone's not in. They are fight, fought with some injuries. But uh, thoughts on the Golden Knights, Mac? I, I talked to a couple of scouts this week that actually watched them live, and they said, Doug, they're, they're terrible. They're they're really they're they're terrible the way they're playing. They they you know what? Sometimes you can you can over manage and and get carried away with it. I mean, I I 
it, to me, it all goes back to the Flurry Leonard situation. That's where it started. And you bring in a guy that's been up and down in his career, tons of talent, weighs 300 pounds, not in great shape, has challenges throughout his career, and dispose of all-time favorite fan favorite player. I didn't like how it came down. Mm-hmm. The, the Stone acquisition was a great acquisition. It gave up a ton. But he, he was a great pickup, and he's a great character player. And then, with a nagging back injury, you push him aside, you force him to go out of the lineup, which he was not happy about. Trust me on that. Yeah. He was not happy about that coming down. He wanted to maintain the back and work through it. And for him to be pushed out and Eichel be put in, and then you got – we still haven't talked about the, the defenseman, Martinez. Yeah. who can't get in either, apparently. So th- there's management deals here that have affected, I've got to believe, have affected the morale of this hockey team. This was a team that had was had a dressing room like none other when they came into this league. They overachieved as a, as a Stanley Cup finalist. They were tough to play against. They were tough to beat. And now with over an over appetite to, because you get owners, it's, I remember, I remember Bill Torrey coming to me and saying, when we went to the Stanley cup finals and the next year we lost a really tough series to the Rangers with Gretzky and the, I mean, a hell of a Ranger team beat us. And I remember Wayne, uh, Bill Torrey saying, Wayne's really disappointed. Wayne Izinga, you know, we went to the finals. He expected us to win the cup this year. I said, are you kidding me, Bill? I mean, this is the NHL. I said, this, go talk, tell them to, this isn't the Marlins. Go, go talk, tell them to go talk to the Marlins or the Dolphins. See how much they've won. Yeah. Of course, then the Marlins win a couple of years later. But anyway, you know, owners get, you, you, you get carried away. The owners think it's automatic and you do some deals that can come back to bite your morale and the chemistry and the look of your team. They don't play the same way right now, this team. Yeah. They don't play even close to the way they play. So, you know, there's been coaching changes. George stepped down, um, went for these high-powered, big pain guys, uh, pushed guys aside. I don't like a lot of things that have gone on. And no. right now, they, got, they, they, they are a bad hockey team. And they, they're the same now with Leonard out. They need a goaltender. Yeah. If they, I mean, Leonard better be back for the playoffs. Oh, so we'll see yeah. what happens. But yeah. they, they just, you know what, they, they, you still wouldn't want to play them with their talent level. And when you, you know, when they get stoned back and they get the, you know, things, things will be, they'll still be tough to play out. Yeah. But yeah. And I, I question some of the moves. I really question the moves. No. And Eichel, for Eichel to say that, what a, like, how dumb is that? Yeah. Why not just, why not just say, hey, good day, young Buffalo team, they played really hard, beat us. And hey, I, I really enjoyed coming back. End it. Yeah. Why, why go there? Yeah. Why create more noise? But that's a guy that might like the noise around him, right? I don't know. Like, there's some guys that are like that. Maybe. I, I don't know. Well, and you know what? When you like the noise around you, which is fine. When you like the noise around you, you better. You better. Accept it. Though. Serious. Yeah. And you better do some serious damage. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. To play. Oh, hundred. I, I agree hundred percent in that. I, you know, and that's just me. Cause I just think he's got that persona where, you know, even the year when they, well, when they drafted him and he was, you know, it's like almost like, like, they, like Murray, when he, when he drafted him, he was like, oh, I really wanted Connor and it didn't make him feel like it was welcome. And so maybe there was always that chip on his shoulder there. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I, I agree with you. Just, you know, I, I, I remember talking to, I remember talking to Timmy Murray before the draft. I said, Timmy, you're going to get, you're going to get Matthews or Eichel. You're going to get one of the two. And I'll never forget. He said to me, Doug. Trust me, it's not even close. That's what he said. That was off. That was me and him talking. Yeah, yeah I probably yeah. shouldn't. I probably shouldn't say it now, but he was pretty friggin' accurate. Yeah, yeah, he was. He, yeah, yeah. I think he kind of said it a few times after he's been yeah. out. Been out now. So, but yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. It's 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 crazy how that works, and you know. And yeah, that owner there, it, it, he's, it's, he's, you know, gung ho on, on things. And, and, you know, like, you know, Turk very well, you guys are best friends and, you know, Petro uh, was with him in Florida and, 
said nothing but great things. Every everywhere I've heard it along the way, Mac. Tech, any room that Turk's been around, that room has been very, yeah. very solid, right? So, and you can see it in in in, in New York right now too. It's the same thing there. Yeah. Um, and he's doing a hell of a job with the New York Rangers too. But uh, yeah, just a little bit questionable decisions in my in my opinion. But we'll see what happens there. Yeah. So yeah. They need to turn yeah. it around real quick. Um, you know, I want to touch on Chris McFarland. You no. Know, uh, we, I had him in the notes here. I just was hoping we'd get to it, but get to it now. Uh, you had Chris in Columbus, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I, you know, obviously he's with the, with the Colorado Avalanche now. His name is coming up at, at times through interviews. And, and Elliot Friedman pointed out on the weekend, I think it was with uh, Bob Stoffer's show, that uh, he doesn't think this guy's going to get anywhere. He thinks Colorado will just move him up and he'll become the, the GM in Colorado. But what makes him so good at what he does, uh, Mac, when you were with him uh, in Columbus when you had him? Well, uh, Jim Clark hired him as a 29-year-old um, in our first, when, before we started as a, as a hockey operations guy. He graduated from pay, uh, law school, Pace University, but he was a hockey puck. He was a hockey puck. He absolutely lived and loved hockey as a 30 year old. And he was with, well, he was with me for 11 years and, you know, we moved him up and he became, he became a right hand man for the hockey operations department. Every move we made, it was a, a sit down with Jim Clark and our, and our, you know, our key people, but he was always there and he was a terrific terrific guy a terrific guy I just talked to him three days ago because and I, I probably should say but I sent a note to the owner of Vancouver uh, and when when uh, they let Jim Benning go and I said hey th this is this is a name you know none of my business uh Francisco but this is a guy I think you guys should talk to Chris Chris McFarland mm -hmm. so anyway um I know that he's on lists I know he's been reached out to and I also uh, know that he I, he did an interview in Vancouver because he well, he right now he's staying in Colorado. And I would have to say that Elliot is accurate to that. I don't know when Joe will step down. I have no idea, but he will he'll either be a GM in Colorado or he will be somewhere else. He's just a good and he's you know what I phoned him the other days. I wanted to talk. You know we were talking about the deadline and stuff, but he's just a good. He's a good person and he's a workhorse and he's an astute guy. He's got a great handle on, on the, the paperwork side of the management business, which is important. He's got a good handle on analytics and he understands where it fits. I, I think he just has a good feel for the game. He's a good man. Yeah. Really good man. No, oh, it's good to hear. I, uh, you always, yeah. you always hear the name come up and I know you've talked about him a few times with that, uh, with us and, you know, want to kind of dive in deeper with that. It's, uh, you know, he seems like he's great for the game. And Elliot said the same thing too. He doesn't know when that would happen when Joe goes. And now it's kind of funny. Like he's, I, I, I looked the other day, I think he's 52 or something. And, you know, I mean, it's, it, I just think like, where, where do the years go here? Yeah. When we, we hired him before we entered the league in, in Columbus and he worked with us, you know, the previous year to the, uh, to getting started with all the, you know, doing all the mock drafts and everything going into the expansion draft and stuff. So yeah. uh, anyway, um, you know, it was, uh, I, I hope he, uh, I, I talked to him probably a couple times a year, you know, and I hope that, you know, you're, I hope everybody's right that he, get, you know, guys that are that good typically get a chance. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully his chance comes. There's, and there's a few in the game that are, that are, that are creeping there that are going to be new names for, some new hockey fans, but some names for yeah. guys, you know, that have known the game um, pretty well, uh, getting a, getting that opportunity. Um, you know, we'll got to touch on Rick Nash here. This was kind of cool. Um, you know, got his jersey retired a few weeks ago. He was on Elliot's podcast with Jeff Merrick, too, there, and talked about uh, when you got mad at him when he got in his first NHL fight, you came down the <laughs> Well, in the hallway, he's never really told that story before. I don't know if you want to kind of elaborate a little bit more on that story and then how much it means to you to see that his jersey got retired in Columbus. Huge, uh, and you were a huge part of that too, making sure that happened. So, Well, you know what, it's funny. I, uh, I, I forgot all about that, you know, because he told the story at Center Ice at Nationwide Arena in front of 19,000 fans last uh, Saturday night in the Bruins game. We uh, we flew in for the weekend and just had a great weekend. The Blue Jackets did an unbelievable job of that night. And yeah. Rick, Rick, uh, 
this is a guy that Kometa turned played in the NHL at 18 years of age, won the Rocker Richard in his second year at 19 years of age. And he doesn't miss a beat. He gave a speech at center ice. And, you know, we, I spoke, Hitch spoke, JD spoke, you know, numerous few people, but Aaron Johnson, who was his bus buddy, who was also a draft pick of mine. And they started with the blue jackets together, gave a phenomenal speech. Aaron Johnson did. It was, it was great. Jared bowl was on the ice. I went, went to the VIP site, uh, thing after I met Dorsett was there and ran into Umber all, all the Blue Jackets alumni were there I spent a lot of time with Jody and Dorse and it was just a it was just a marvelous weekend and Rick Nash spoke and he never missed a beat yeah he never missed anybody along the way I mean he's just such a classy good person we talked about C-Mac you know Chris McFarland Th- yeah. this is a similar type of person just a good guy that thinks about everybody and whether you're the radio guy, whether you work in the arena, he treats everybody really well. And the kid, you know, he was a good hockey player. I, 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 I'm frustrated by the fact that I could never find the best centerman I ever found for him was Andrew Castles in his career in Columbus. Mm-hmm. It was hard. It was hard. I mean, he and Viborny played together and Viborny was a great player for him. Viborny was on the, it was funny. I hadn't seen David Viborny. He was on the podium or on the, uh, video board before the game wishing him good luck but um you know what it, it was a marvelous weekend nasher was just he was a great great player and he was a great person he really was a great person and it was great to see i i really enjoyed the weekend yeah. you know yeah no for sure he's uh just that interview with elliot and you know i've you know just followed him as a as a fan and you know of his, yeah. throughout his career and you know with then brulee's always talked very highly of him and you know, guys like yeah. that, it's just, uh, yeah, no, good for the game. Uh, you know, I'm happy he's kind of still involved and see, obviously yeah. he wants to be a GM some point in his career. So he's got great people around him to learn from, even yourself yeah. and, and, uh, and, uh, keep a line in there. So yeah, no, things are good with him. I'm just, it was good to see, you know, it's a good organization in my opinion. And, you know, you were a huge part of getting that, that organization off the ground and running. And, and it means a lot to, to see that. So before we let you go, we'll, we'll, Touch on the Alberta teams here, and then we'll finish off. But uh, we'll switch gears there. And, and uh, you know, thoughts on the Calgary Flames play this year, in my opinion, probably one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NHL right now. Uh, you know, tough loss last night. But Colorado's also in that category of saying one of the best teams. And, you know, yeah. but uh, thoughts on their season to date and, and what Daryl Sutter brings every day as a head coach. And you can see the accountability with the players too. Well, to me um... – it starts in one place and it's, it was, you know, Brad tree living has taken some heat, but I'll tell you what, the Markstrom acquisition has put this team over the top and a, he was sitting there, he was sitting there and Benning made a decision to go buy him wherever, whatever in God's name. I know Demko's good. I know that, but for that guy to walk out the door, nothing is bizarre yes you that just shouldn't that is that is a premier mvp goaltender that walked and you, <clears> and, and you probably and, don't that doesn't get probably talked about enough mac too with the nine shutouts this year but you're right go ahead yeah finish on that he, he is a guy that has given them great stability in goal it goes back to kippersoft is, you know, some of the greatest goaltenders that have played the Vernons that, that have played. Yep. This guy is a, is an all-star. And when you've got that type of goaltending, you've got a chance. Then you couple that with Daryl coming in. So tree living deserves a ton of credit. So then you've got Daryl coming in. Daryl has sort of, you know, taken all the excuses away from this group. Goudreau was, Goudreau was sputtering here. Goudreau and Monaghan were in trouble. Yes. And there was some big conversation. What are we going to do with these guys, these so-called best players? Daryl has taken that. Monaghan's still got his challenge. But Goudreau has gone to another level. Daryl deserves credit for that. And he's he's, what Daryl does, he takes all the noise away. He doesn't allow this noise to be fluttering around the organization because he hits it head on. Oh, yeah. He's that type of guy. So, you know what? They're a good team. And, you know, some guys have stepped up. Lindholm's been good. 
Pani's been good. The young defensemen are developing. I mean, I look, uh, you wouldn't want to play them. No. You would not want to play them. Big Luch has stepped up. Huge. Stepped up. And uh, it's really funny. I saw a mock draft. You know how people redo the drafts. And I saw a mock draft of the 06 draft, which was the Eric Johnson, Taves, um, Kessel, Backstrom draft. Okay? Yep. Kessel draft. And I took Broussard at six, um, who's, who's had a pretty good career. I think he's played it close to 1,000 games. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It, I saw a remake of that draft the other day, and it had – if that draft was redone, sixth pick would have been Milan Lucic. Done his career. Yeah. And then it saw, then I saw, then Minnesota would have taken Broussard at nine instead of James Shepard. And the Leafs with the 13th pick in that draft would have taken Mason. Yeah. I picked in the third round. So I really like that mock draft. Yeah. I had two first, I had two first round. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it was, it was, know, so it's funny. And Luch has come. Hey, Luch has taken some serious heat there. And don't think Daryl Sutter hasn't helped Luch find oh, his game. Yes. So like it all comes back to, to me, Markstrom is one. Daryl is two. And then, you know, give the pr- credit to the players that have, that have, but but Daryl, isn't it amazing how there's no noise around that organization? Well, I was saying, like I was texting with Luch yesterday, and I was just trying to we're trying to get some other guys on the pod, and just yeah. just saying that to him, like a, like he's going to help us out, trying to line something up, and yeah, yeah, uh, it's it just you're right. It's just it's I look there and I'm just like, like there was there was so much noise. There was like oh like yeah. he's done and he can't play again. And it was interesting. Right. He actually tweeted something out earlier in the year, and I don't know how he found it, but. He ended up liking the tweet and sent me a message and, you know, like, yeah. thanks for sticking up for me and all that. I'm like, no, man, it, yeah. but it's you, it's, it's what it's, you know, he did it with obviously with yeah. Sutter and, you know, he's done good. Yeah. I know, I know if you look at the stats lately, he's in a bit of a rut and whatnot, but yeah. the fact is they don't need him to score goals every night. Yeah. You know? Hey, they know, they, they know. Yeah. He, 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 he Luch gets it. He's yes. a winner. Yes. He's a winner. And he gets what it takes to win. And he did it in Boston. He did it, in, you know, where he's been. L.A. He was, it, yeah. L.A. It's, it's all about it's all about him. And whatever he has to do at the end, he'll do to win. So, you know, full maximum, you wouldn't want to play them. I'll tell you that. No, you wouldn't. You would not. Uh, and we'll finish up on the Edmonton Oilers. Uh coaching change there uh you know the heat's still there uh you know they're in a dogfight to make the playoffs but uh, you know Koskinen is uh five one and one under Woodcroft he's kind of got that fresh you know start with a new coach and you know I think Tippett's still a good coach it just he, I, I don't know what I, I don't know if the players lost track with him or what whatnot there I don't know what you, you if you want to comment on that what maybe you saw but um the importance of them making the playoffs this year Mac and how much that's going to mean for them, and because uh, I don't think they can afford to miss it. Well, I, I love I love reading my good friend Spec um, Specter because it's like a guy that's dating a girlfriend, and you get mad at them one week, and the next week you love them, and you get mad at them the next week, and you <laughs> love them, and then they lose a game, and you hate her, and then you love her, and you hate her. It's yeah. like a love fest between Spec and the Oilers. I just I can't wait to read it. You know, because he he's he gets so mad when they lose, and oh, he's yeah. so happy when they win. So, look, uh, it all comes back to the same thing for me: is uh, you know, you're right. This is a team that's got to make the playoffs, and it's it's all about the goaltending. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said Koskinen's five one and one with with the the new with Woodcroft. Great, yeah. I like. I like Woodcroft. He's been a, he's been a lifer. He's a young guy, but he's been around. I mean, I remember when he was in Detroit. I remember talking to him about University of Alabama Huntsville, and my son was a <clears throat> playing junior about going to school there. Yeah, and uh, and uh, you know what? He sort of seems to have brought it together. And, and Tip's a good coach. He drove Tip crazy. He didn't deserve to get fired because goaltending was a, a joke. It was a joke the way they were playing. Yeah. So Koskinen's bounced back. I, when you look at it and you say, okay, who's going to get in Dallas, 
Dallas are up and down. I mean, Heiskanen's out right now. Some little things like that could be the difference makers here, getting in or not. And I, I'm with you, but I, I'd be scared to death to count on Koskinen. That's what would scare me. Yeah, but they're good enough. They, they I want to see Connor McDavid in the playoffs. It's an injustice. Really it, it is, yeah, it's an injustice that we don't get to see him. You know, in a long yeah. kind of playoff run. You know, like exactly. it's good you know, for the game. It, like, saw, right, we saw a glimpse of it one year. Yeah, um, you know, and and I just I he's got to get in the playoffs and Koskinen that makes me really nervous. Yeah, but, you, you hey, can't count maybe, on maybe he, yeah. no, you can't count on him. You just no. and and right can. and right now you can't count on Smith. Obviously, like the injury no. with him and and whatnot. It, I guess it maybe age father like father time yeah. has kind of caught up with him yeah. and and yeah. and whatnot. But you know, Koskinen, yes, he's five one and one, and he's nine one and two. You know, in his last twelve starts in general. Hey, so hey, so maybe listen, they get something here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, right. In fairness to Kos- the heat this guy has taken. Oh, it's unreal and for him to be for him to be nine two and one, whatever he is. Yeah. I'm serious because this guy has taken as much abuse as any goaltender in the history of the game has taken, deservedly so. But for him to at least bounce back like this, it tells you something about him. It yeah. does. Yeah. It, I don't it, even know the I don't even know the guy, but I'll tell you what, it tells something about him. Yeah. Um, one last one there. You know, Paul Coffey's been around the organization a lot lately here. Um, it, you know, and I one of our sponsors through our our podcast is good friends with uh, uh Shadow Fight Salon and Barbershop, who's one of our sponsors. Uh they uh take care of the orders for all getting their haircuts and whatnot. And you know, and, and, and coffee's been around a lot. So how much, how much is that? Do you think, do you weigh into that? Is that a good thing, bad thing for you, Mac? You know, obviously the pedigree that coffee has, but you know, they do got some young defensemen. Do you think he's more, more there for that? Or is there another reason why he might be, you know, come back around again? Off, you know, I'll tell you about Cobb. I know when, it, when he was around there before it, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't going over that well. You know, with the coaching staff and the mix, it just, you know, Gretz was there, Kopp was there. It was just a little bit uneasy with the management group, you know, that. And Kopp's a good man. I remember I remember meeting him and Wayne at the, at the I'm not sure if it was the Western or one of the hotels. And I was in town doing a game and we sat at the bar, Kopp and I and Wayne and Keith for a long time and had a great chat, great reminiscing chat. Kopp, the difference right now is Kopp, have a relationship mm-hmm. and a good relationship from being together in Detroit and some really, you know, so I think cough comes in and he cough also is a student of the game. He's a student of the game. This guy was an unbelievable player, but he was also a real student of the game. And you have talks with Wayne or Paul copy about hockey. He is an intelligent hockey guy and he's got a just, you know, he knows how he played and he knows yep. how the game has to be played. I think he could bring some great insight. And I know he's a hockey man. Yeah. Funny story. Funny story. He was playing for us in Detroit. And Mrs. Illich, who was like the financier of the organization, Marion Illich. Yeah. She called me. I was assistant GM at the time. She said, Doug, can you explain one thing to me? Why have I bought all coffee, 22 pairs of skates this year? And Steve Iserman has only wore one pair. Can you tell me that? That's how much she watched what was going on with the Red Wings. Yeah. <laughs> but Kopp wanted his skates. He was, I said, because he's the best skater in the world. Yeah. And he likes skates when they come right out of the box. And he even has them stitched when he brings them out of the box. That's how stiff he wants them. Yeah. And he sharpens his own skate. Anyway, I, I love Kopp. And I, I, I think he could be a, a plus for a lot of teams. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's uh, very well said. Um, you know, one last thing, uh, your son's an agent. Uh, you know, we had Matt Benning on, who's with that agency. Uh, Benning's been on with us a few times this year. Uh, you know, thought, and obviously there's a, another connection to the Predators. Uh, uh, Myers is on the, on the, it was with that agency too. So, uh, but how cool was it to see uh, Craig Anderson get his 300th win? Uh, you know, for that agency, it was pretty sweet. And, and the great things your son's doing right now with that, being an NHL agent. It's Clark, right? Your son's name? Yeah. 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 Clark's, he works, yeah, he's with ASM in Chicago. And Craig's been with them for, with his group for 20 years. So Clark's, you know, sort of a partner now with the company. And he's, 
he's finding his way. He's got some kids. He has uh, Sean Crowley's is one of his clients, but he's also, you know, he's, they, you know, they've got Myers, they've got Johnson, they've got Zach McEwen, the tough PEI kids. And, and he's, what I love is always that he's got kids in these He's got Green, who's in Tampa Bay's organization. It was a Cornell kid. He's got a Hall in Boston that come out of Yale. And following the American League kids and wondering if they're going to make it is re- really. And he's got Jeff Smallman, who plays in Chicago, who Caroline absolutely loves as a, as a bottom six call-up guy. So he's sort of finding his way and grinding. He's got a you know a bunch of young. You know he recruits midgets, and you hope they make. If they turn out, it's a, it's a grind, but he, he's loving it. I mean, he, some teams have talked to him about, you know, working for them. And he sort of says, you know, I want to try to make it here. I want to try to make it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Bright future for sure. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Mac. It means a lot. Hey, uh, everything Anytime. you do for me and checking in and, and whatnot, it, I can't, I can't appreciate that enough. And, uh, you know, you, again, as always a great help to us. So thank you so much for your time and, you know, enjoy the next few weeks here. Should be interesting with the trade deadline and see what shakes down. But uh, thanks again. Yeah, no, anytime, man. And uh, good luck. Keep it going. I uh, I love getting, seeing your tweets and following you guys. So all the best, man. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Okay, bud. Yeah. Take care. If it's done right the first time, you don't have to redo it. If you get Pete's concrete to pour your driveway, you don't need a repeat. When your patio is a PDO, You don't need a repeat. When Pete's Concrete fixes your sidewalk, all it takes is once. You don't need a repeat. And if your basement leaks, a Pete's Repair helps avoid a repeat. Get it done right the first time, with the colors and textures you want, so you don't have to redo it. For concrete, you can choose Pete's or repeats. Pete's Concrete. When you hire a contractor, you want things to go smooth. Smooth as a driveway poured by Pete's Concrete. You want a solid guarantee. Solid as a basement floor by Pete's Concrete. You want Pete. Pete's Concrete. For sidewalks, patios, your leaky basement, Pete lays his reputation down with every job, and he offers you finishes and colors you won't find anywhere else. You want someone who proudly puts their name on the work they do. Pete puts his name in concrete. Pete's Concrete. 